Hello, I'm Erin Bremer-Wright, and thank you for joining me for the Strength and Vulnerability Podcast, an inspiring, motivational, and positive show that highlights the awesome things women are contributing to the world through the lens of vulnerability. Vulnerability is often seen as a weakness, but it actually takes great strength to allow oneself to be vulnerable and go for what you want in life. So join me as I chat with women who found their strength and vulnerability. Thank you for joining the Strength and Vulnerability Podcast. Today, my guest is Sarah Anasori. Sarah comes to us. um, Originally, she worked in brand management for over seven years for a Fortune 50 company. She worked with 15 brands. And after seven years in corporate America, she decided to quit with no plans, um, took a break, which many of us are quite scared to do. And one day while on a hike, she happened to um, be talking about her life goals and ambitions and was speaking to a life coach who inspired her to start taking coaching herself. And Sarah is now a coach. She's been a coach for over two years, helping people with major life transitions. Sarah, thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you for having me. So, Sarah, I want to kick off because, first of all, I have to commend you on after seven years with a steady job, steady income, real getting to that realization that this job is not the right fit for me and without a plan in place, just saying, I got to quit. How, how did you do that? How did you find the strength to do that? That is so hard and difficult. Yeah, that was not easy. Yeah. <laughs> I think so, depending on the type of person you are, some people are like, bye, I'm out, no big deal. And to me, it felt like jumping out of a plane. Wow. It was very challenging. I will say it wasn't like this snap moment and then I quickly acted. So mm-hmm. I had been working for the company for about seven years, I would say the last few years of that, it kind of became clear, not that I didn't, that I disliked my job or the company, but it Mm -hmm. was more that I had this like whisper, like, Mm. is this really where you're supposed to be? Is this really what you're putting your time and energy against? Is this where you're going to be able to make the biggest difference? And I think, Mm. you know, like in my mind, there were a million thoughts around that, but in my heart and my gut, it was pretty evident that that was not going to be my journey. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But the hard part is that good employees don't get fired, right? So there is no (laughs) external force to launch you into whatever was next or into a powerful move like saying goodbye to something Mm -hmm. that was good but maybe not great. Mm -hmm. Um, People in my life applauded me for working for a great company with a good reputation and getting you know, your 401k and progressing and being promoted. And Mm -hmm. so there weren't a lot of people in my life going like, what are you doing? Because on the outside, it kind of, I was following the rules, right? The the cultural rules. Um, And then within the company, I was doing well and I was showing up even though inside I could, there was a lot of um, fear and doubt and imposter syndrome and things happening, but I was very positive and I could kind of put on Uh, my big girl pants right and show up really powerfully so again even internally within the organization there was no momentum to shift me out Mm -hmm. and so it took um a couple small events which really induced more pain like it got me feeling even more uncomfortable in my job Mm. I um was shifted onto a role where I wasn't working on like the sexiest brands in the company I I wasn't funded really well um I remember being Uh, working in LA and flying to New Jersey Mm -hmm. um, to conduct focus groups in the middle of winter. Oh gosh. With a boss who (laughs) I didn't necessarily 
really love. Um, and uh, I'm sitting in a room with a bunch of 35 to 50 year old men talking to them about their dandruff. So one of my products wow. in my portfolio, which is like a $100 million portfolio, right, under a really respected brand, but one of the products I had to increase sales on was a dandruff shampoo. And I just remember sitting there talking to these men and trying to tease out like an insider on the pain and suffering they were experiencing from, you know, this um, symptom. And they just like really didn't give a crap. <laughs> And I'm like, this is what I'm spending my blood, wow. sweat, and tears on? Like, I'm yeah. pretty sure this is not what I'm here for. Yeah. And it's not to say that the job, I mean, I learned so much with that organization. Oh, absolutely. I worked on products that were amazing, and I felt like we were making a big difference. But, you know, it took being in that moment to, like, it, the pleasure around the role went away. Yes. Right? And yes. it just became more evident that, you know, it was mm. time to go. So on the plane ride back... Uh, to LA, I happened to be on a red eye, and I was on in a row by myself. Thank goodness, and I was just tired, and I was like, I'm just gonna numb out and watch a watch a movie. Mm-hmm. I end up watching Wild. No way. Yes. Oh my god. Like divine timing. Wow. So I'm watching wow. this movie, you know, about yeah. a woman who is right. taking this incredible journey to heal herself. Yes, yes. And so I'm watching and I'm bawling. Of course. Um, And I remember at the end of the movie just feeling like, you know, I deserve to be brave and bold with my life. Yes. And so I took... Yes, yes. Right? And we all do. We but all I think do. sometimes we're like, well... You know, I need to be responsible, or I have this, or I can't do that, versus like, no, every single human deserves to tap into their potential Absolutely. and to take risks mm-hmm. and to go for it. And um, I think that I never really realized that there was a part of me that said, you don't get to do that. Because we see people around us all the time going for it, yeah. right? Even yep. if it's just a, on a podcast or a TV or a movie or whatever. Yeah. But there's something inside that like others us. That's like that's mm. not who I really am, or yeah. I I have these things happening in my life, so I'm not allowed to do that. And mm-hmm. so it it really shifted me into this like yes I can mm-hmm. energy. Mm-hmm. And so I remember searching for paper, um, and I, all I had was the notebook that I was taking notes in for that focus group. Yeah. But at the back, there were a couple blank pages, so I ripped the pages out, and I grab a pen, and I just start, I didn't even know what I was doing, but I had this energy flowing through me, and I ended up basically coaching myself into my exit. And I remember, like, writing down, like, okay, how do I feel right now? And I wrote down, like, tired, anxious, unmotivated like you know and I I swear I had like 20 words and then I was like but who am I really and how do I want to feel and it was like inspiring confident like helpful right all these like alive descriptions and I looked at the two lists next to each other and I was like whoa there is a gap here right yeah between my current energy and who I know I really am and what I want for the rest of my life yeah and you know you know, little inquiry after inquiry as I was free writing. But one of the things I also did was, you know, the soundtrack that had been playing in my mind and I think plays in most people's minds is all the reasons you can't, right? Mm-hmm. I have this responsibility. I'm not clear on this, right? We just, we pr- we create all this proof that yeah. keeps us still. Right. And for some reason, I think again through inspiration um, mm-hmm. from that film, I was like, well, 
what is all the proof that I can do this? Mm. And I was like, okay, I have this much in savings, right? Like I have a resume with one of the top companies in the world that I snuck into somehow um, right out of undergrad. I have mentors who care about me. I can sleep on my mom's couch if I need to, right? Like, I mean, just proof point after proof point Mm -hmm. of you, you can do this and you have these safety nets that you haven't even been recognizing. Mm -hmm. Um, So anyways, I come back to work. Yeah. And uh, it took me a couple more months to actually resign. So, you know, I think the other thing that happens to us is we we get clear, mm-hmm. right? I feel like that night was, like, about clarity. Right. But then the decision has to come, right? Yes. Which is, like, I'm doing this. Yes, major life I'm committed. Yeah. yeah. And then there's I'm acting on the decision. Yep. So until you get to the action, all of that is, it's a good step, right? Yes. But But until you say goodbye, like... That's the moment. It's not done. That's yeah. the moment. So, um, again, I was scared. I was really scared. Understandably. <laughs> yes. You are You are giving up your career, essentially. I mean, you are. you're you're giving up your safety net. Mm-hmm. You are opening yourself up to the judgment of others yeah. who are going to look at you and say, wait, what are you doing? I, you were on your way. You're at the top, and you're yeah. continuing to climb. Mm-hmm. And in all honesty, I think you have to allow yourself to be vulnerable and open to take those major life risks. Mm-hmm. That's not easy. No, it was, none of that was easy. Um, I think the it does take incredible vulnerability to admit to yourself that mm-hmm. you're not okay where you are. Yes. Because you bet, I'm like, I made all these decisions, right? I did yeah. this, I went to school, I did that to get me here. And, it, you know, I think sometimes we also think there was something wrong about that. Mm. But what you'll notice, I think we all have had this experience, is like all those pieces are had to be in place for your next step to manifest. Yeah. So I look back, right? Now I coach successful business people primarily mm-hmm. through career transition. But if I hadn't had that experience working in that world, yep. I wouldn't have been able to understand their world. Absolutely. Right? And Absolutely. it's not that I've, like, read about it. It's like I live mm-hmm. that 24 hours a day, seven years. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I see you, yes. right? And yes. I can see the pieces that maybe you're not even articulating yet. Mm-hmm. Um, so for me, it was just this blessing of, like, I get to serve so powerfully because of my journey and I think when we're stepping into careers that are really aligned with who we are, we get to use every little part of our past, right? Mm-hmm, from mm-hmm. from skills you've developed to connections you've had, right? Mm-hmm. There's, I say, nothing is lost, mm-hmm, not even mm-hmm. a millisecond of it. Um, so, yeah, you know, it, t- it takes incredible vulnerability and courage, but I think people can sense when you know what you want. Because mm-hmm. when I get, when I ultimately gave my resignation, I think one person like questioned me. I mean, people asked, right? And they Absolutely. talked to me about it, but Absolutely. they were all like, wow, that's incredible. Like go for it. Cause you know, I, what I said <laughs> is like, this is all I've ever done. Right. I went, I studied business and marketing and entrepreneurship. I got hired right out of undergrad. Mm-hmm. I worked for this incredible organization and multiple companies and multiple brands. I've learned so much, but like, it's all I know. Yeah. And so there's a part of me that wants to go figure out, is there more out there that is even better aligned with me mm-hmm. and I you know the response I got was like okay like we'll miss you but like go for it and I think I think I could see in certain people that they really wanted that for themselves too yeah. um yeah. but it was you know I think the other piece too is like sometimes people are like okay well you're going but like what are all the steps you're going to take to get you to mm-hmm. and I'm like I had none yeah I mean I literally had none so I left and I watched Netflix on my couch for two weeks 
Yeah, And, like, decompressed a little bit. As you should. As you should. After, I mean, taking red eyes and working your butt off, really. Yeah. You have to to allow yourself to, like, rest and rejuvenate Mm -hmm. before you can take the next step. Yes, you do. And I think what happened, you know, through that pause, and it was a couple months of it before I really started working again, um, was that you, one of the challenging parts is you lose your identity, so I think you were talking about earlier, right, of, like, you lose the paycheck and the this and the that, and that yeah. shakes your sense of security. Absolutely. Um, but I think the thing that was so, I don't know that I expected was you take away, I'm a brand marketer and I work for this company and mm-hmm. da, 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 all mm-hmm. the things, and you're like, well, who am I? Like, seriously, like, who am I? Yeah. And, and, you know, we're such a culture of, like, in connecting our identity to our work primarily oh absolutely uh, hi what's your name what do, what you, do you do that's yeah what do within you do two seconds yeah and so mm-hmm. we're projecting you to each other the way i value you is based on your profession mm-hmm. right which is very limiting yes but it's also a reflection of how we value ourselves mm-hmm. and so it's also the reverse of like what incredible pressure to have to be this thing yeah and if you shatter that You know, some people, I think, have a lot of interests and hobbies and this and that. Like, I kind of was boring. Like, my work really, like, pervaded a lot of my life. And so Mm -hmm. it was terrifying to not know who I was because Mm -hmm. 80% of the way, maybe 90% of the way I defined myself was my work. So Mm -hmm. I felt naked. I was like, emperor has no clothes, right? And talk about vulnerability when I would go to a networking event or whatever and people are like, who are you? Tell me about yourself. They don't even say that. They just say, what do you do? And you're like, <laughs> yeah. And then you have to tell this yeah. long story and prove yourself and all of that. So yeah. I remember <clears throat> a couple weeks, maybe even after I left, I was like, I was feeling that identity crisis and I was like, well, mm-hmm. I need a business card, right? Like I need to like label myself. And so I was like, what am I going to be? Yeah. And I was like, I'm a marketing consultant. Right. And so, because I technically could have been a marketing consultant, um, and now I look and I like laugh at that card because I'm like, that was just me being so terrified, yeah. right? Of yeah. like, where is my value? Yeah. You needed a label. I needed yeah. a label. I needed a label. It's so, it's so unfortunate that in this society, it really is. What do you do? And that's, that determines your value. And there's so much to your point underneath that. And some, some professions too, it's so all consuming. Yes. I mean, your job is your life. Mm-hmm. When in actuality, my personal philosophy is you work to live, mm-hmm. you don't live to work. So yeah. you should really have things that fulfill your life in other assets, <laughs> in other areas. Um, wow, I'm I'm in such awe of you right now from this, such an amazing journey, Sarah, honestly. So to continue on this yes. journey, you, you go on a hike and you are speaking to what you're doing, where you're at and your passions and potentially where you want to go and where you are. And you run on this hike into someone who is a career coach and she's like, Hey, this is what I do. And I'm here to help you. And so you start seeing her, I believe for like six months. Mm -hmm. How was that journey going into coaching? Were you hesitant to do it? Were you like, okay, this is it, I'm vulnerable, I'm open, like, whatever you have to say, like, how is it going into that process? Because I think a lot of people watching and listening to this, too, I'm sure love your story and are like, oh, my God, I want to meet this person and have her, like, help me get to pass that barrier. I want to change, too. Mm-hmm. But how do you get there? Like, what, what, what can you expect going into something like that? 
I think you have to expect the unexpected. Um, I, I was, I'm part of a, so one of the things you'll learn when you're in transition Mm -hmm. is that you need a lot of community. (laughs) Like you need a lot of support. So, um, I have, I'm part of a mastermind. So there's a couple women who are working in the personal growth and professional growth space. And we, we bring all of our resources together and we collaborate. And, uh, we were talking the other day and, um, one of the women in the group was like, you know, this whole process is, it feels like, remember when you're little and they had those workbooks that were like connect the dots by number. So there were all mm. these random dots all over the place and you had to draw a line from dot that was labeled number one to number two. to, yeah. And eventually you get this picture that makes sense. But in the beginning, it's just a bunch of dots everywhere. Mm-hmm. And I, le- I was like, that is such a beautiful analogy because that's what's happening mm. when you are changing courses in life Mm -hmm. um, and when you're connecting to your calling is like there's all these little dots some that you make some that just exist but it takes you being in that journey for Mm -hmm. all the dots to kind of make sense and turn into I'm a career coach right like that it didn't Mm -hmm. just show up I see um so for so I think really the way I talk about career transition is that it is a creative process as much as it is a strategic process and I think for a lot of the people I work with like we can do the strategy like most of us were in some form strategists in our previous or in our work and so for me I had to open up into this like this is also a creative act like there Mm. are there are little gifts and ideas and things that are going to come in Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. I have to be open to that happening versus Mm -hmm. like I'm going to control this whole thing Mm -hmm. and for a former control freak you can ask my husband I may still be one like that is not an easy thing to do so yeah to your I'll kind of show some of my dots maybe to give people you know an understanding of how it could come together so um so I left and then um my sister-in-law invited me to a women's entrepreneurship retreat so I like went to that and in that it kind of I mean mostly it was like very healing for me to kind of let go of my own identity but also I was put in direct contact with all of these coaches which I didn't even really know coaching was a thing yeah Um, yeah. I knew executive coaching but that felt like a a very specific thing that only you know accomplished older people did and you know so it didn't register um and then I got introduced to a woman who then put on a hike for women and one of the women who I was walking down the mountain with was the woman who became my coach Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and I worked with her for six months because I was like I feel like I'm like under the wave and just like tumbling I just felt disoriented and Mm -hmm. I needed some support in like holding me during this moment and Mm -hmm. keeping me on track to to gain clarity and so in working with her um during that span of time I tried a bunch of things so Mm -hmm. I did like marketing consulting I helped with my cousin's startup um I brainstormed like one billion business ideas Uh, and then, you know, as I continued down, eventually it started to come together and become clear that, wow, what she's doing is really incredible, but I feel like just how I'm built as a person, Mm -hmm. I could be a really incredible coach. Like silly things. Like I was a cheerleader in high school. Like I am like a huge cheerleader of people. Mm -hmm. Um, I wanted to be a psychologist when I was younger. Mm. I love strategic thinking. I love personality typing tools. I love seeing a messy situation and going, okay, what are the pieces and how do we get to clarity mm-hmm. and how do we move to action? So, yeah. um, you know, I, it was, it was an interesting process because by almost the very end of our time together, I had to kind of like admit to my coach, 
which felt very vulnerable as well. Like, yes. so I think I want to do this. And you feel like weird or like a fangirl or are they going to be yeah. intimidated? Right. Or like what is going to happen? What's the response? Yeah. What's the response? <clears throat> and so it was vulnerable for myself to like really feel aligned with something new mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. and to say okay to that and then to express it to someone who was kind of like a mentor right mm-hmm. and somebody I cared about uh and she was so lovely and she was like I can totally see that and that makes sense and how can I help you know so that wow. it was a beautiful yeah. um response to that and I think you know even coming into that coaching work um I, so to backtrack a little bit, talk about vulnerability, one of the things that happened while I was going through this career transition journey is I felt so compelled to create. Like mm-hmm. I was a marketer, right? I was always making campaigns and products and this and that. And all of a sudden I'm just focusing on me. And mm-hmm. so, uh, but also I was like learning all this stuff about myself and having all these ahas. And so I decided to create a vi- like videos on Facebook sharing my journey. Oh, so as I was going through that process, the first part of it was really just talking about myself and the insights I was having and trying to put together these concepts to share with people. And then as that continued to evolve, I found myself really turning into kind of like a coach teacher. Mm -hmm, Um, mm -hmm. And that was so there was that that kind of like pushed me into coaching. There was working with a coach and seeing that environment and then somehow like so many of the people I began to get connected to in LA Mm -hmm. were coaches like just friends out of nowhere coming through and I'm like everybody's a coach like (laughs) I didn't even know this thing existed (laughs) yeah Um, and then it took it took one of my friends who I met at like a book club who was also a coach um to reflect to me one day we were at lunch and she was interviewing me for some book she was writing and she's like you know you're a coach right and I was like what like this was before it had like clicked for me and I was like I mean maybe but I don't know and she's like yeah no you like you're already doing it on your like vlog and it's who you are naturally and um (laughs) and she's like let's do a retreat series together she used to host retreats and she's like let's do it and so she really called me out of I say like we're all one of our biggest responsibilities to each other is to be mirrors Mm -hmm. and greatness Mm -hmm. mirrors because some of the stuff that's so obvious and right under our nose is actually not evident to us. Yeah. And so we need people really calling us out and pulling us forward. And so, you know, this woman who's a really good friend of mine now, like, wow, like how much I owe to her Mm. for really saying like, Sarah, stop it. Like stop playing with all these ideas Mm. that are not aligned. Mm -hmm. And also like, I'm going to help you, right? Like, I'm already more established, and, like, I want a partner, and, like, let's do this thing. That's amazing. So it takes, you know, again, like, I think sometimes we're like, okay, I'm going to do this math equation, right? And it's going to spit out what my next career is. But the truth is it takes a lot of internal reflection. It takes a lot of, again, these magical dots that show up, like Mm -hmm. a coworker introduced me to this woman that then led to my Mm -hmm. coach, and then these Mm -hmm. new friends Mm -hmm. that eventually kind of, pulled me forward so there's so much my dad used to talk about the like concept of grace Mm -hmm. and that life there's so much grace in life and I remember being like ah I think I get what you're saying Mm -hmm. but I was so like trying to be in control of my life Mm -hmm. and like very like lasered in Mm -hmm. where I didn't realize I didn't see all the support and those magical things that were kind of helping me along the way but the second you you kind of become out of control yeah 
the tiniest things then become really evident to you mm-hmm. and you start to see all the grace that really is there. Yeah. Um, and I, you know, I think again, for those of us that are like control your own destiny and all of that, like, yes. And remember, like, especially when we're, I think moving into this more like heart centered place and moving into a space where we're actually going to need a lot of help. Yeah. Stuff shows up for us. Yeah. And it's like our job just to pay attention. Yeah. And to say yes, right? Like to the help or mm-hmm. to the, like, come do this. I could have been like, no. Yeah. Right? That would have been easier. Yeah. But to really yeah. say like, oh, this is something for me and yeah. I should really say yes, even if it falls on its face. Yeah. So. That's a huge thing to admit that you, you're strong, capable, intelligent woman, but at the end of the day, you really do need people around you. I mean, and that's for anyone. That's for yes. men, women. Mm-hmm. Um, I think especially now in this society, it's the expectation is pull yourself up by your bootstraps. Yep. You can do it. Just keep going. It gets tough, but mm-hmm. only rely on yourself. And when you do that, I mean, it can lead to loneliness. It can lead oh, to yeah. isolation. It can lead to just you're in the same spot your entire life, but to your point, just opening yourself up and allowing yourself to take the grace that other people have for you Mm -hmm. and really open your eyes to that. That's amazing. And it builds, like, I think, you know, I was talking about that vlog thing I was doing and that, that was, I look back at those videos and I'm like, whoa, I can't believe I did that. (laughs) So it was like raw and messy and like not that good, but it brought me into deep connection with people. Yeah. So, you know, there were people who were my Facebook friends who all of a sudden were like commenting and sharing or, you know, Mm. and I realized I was like, oh, wow, like we think we're in connection with each other, but we were just talking before we started recording of like, we're in like connection junk food era with like social media or even just how we engage but it's professional so like I have to be this particular way as I'm with you yeah um and I I really think that we have to when we open ourselves up to tell our truth and I think vulnerability is tricky right because the definition around it is really like it's putting you in harm's way potentially and mentally emotionally physically Right, right um but I think when we think about vulnerability from a space of power it's really I'm open, I'm honest, I'm willing to be here with you yeah. now here as I am. I am. Mm-hmm. Here I am, mm-hmm. right? Versus I'm vulnerable. It's like, no, like, yep. this is me. But when you do that, invites other people to show up in the same Absolutely. energy and Absolutely. in the same openness. So I remember being at my friend's wedding and her sister out of nowhere comes up to me. She had never commented on anything, liked anything. She's like, that video you shared, like, it hit this on me and then it created that and, like, thank you. And I didn't know other people were going through that. And so you, like, I was like, man even though it was social media, at least I was being me on it and not like filtering it and doing all this stuff. And all of a sudden I'm connecting with people who like were friends of friends, right? Or I hadn't talked to you since high school Mm -hmm. and we were having a real conversation that mattered. And it felt so good. It felt so good. And now my whole job is having real conversations that actually matter. And I'm like addicted to it. Like if you want to do small talk with me, I don't have a lot of, like, (laughs) I don't know how to do it anymore. Wow. Well, I I don't like small talk, so that's great. (laughs) (laughs) It's not why we're here. Um, well, speaking of getting to the root of what's driving people, I know that you worked under, um, Tony Robbins and his staff in terms of intervention training. I want to, first of all, I'm a huge fan of Tony Robbins and I think it's amazing because with your coaching specifically, you take more of a holistic approach. So of course it's not just the surface, it's going deep Mm and what is the root of the issue, um, or potential roadblock and let's get that, um, in a better space. 
What was that like going through that training? And I imagine going through, you learned a lot about yourself Mm -hmm. and you learned a lot about interacting with other people. I'm sure that's why you can't do small talk anymore is part (laughs) of it. Um, So can you, can you elaborate a little bit on that? Yeah. So when I was stepping into coaching, there's, it's a very unregulated industry right now and there's Mm -hmm. a million programs and teachers and this and that. And so it's like, well, who am I going to go learn from? Yeah. And, uh, I was being stalked on social media, right, by all the algorithms, as we all are. And so Tony's program came through. Um, it's through the Roberts Madonna's Foundation. But it's he basically partnered up with a world-renowned um, therapist mm, and mm-hmm. created this framework called Strategic Intervention, which are kind of these core high-impact frameworks and tools mm-hmm. um, to unlock human potential, essentially. And so, you know, I'm, like, looking at different programs and trying to figure out what I want. And you know, he does a wonderful job bringing people through the marketing funnel. And as a formal marketer, I'm like, oh, I see exactly what you're doing. It's totally working on me. Um, But he shared videos, basically, of this Mm -hmm. method that he uses. And if you've seen, like, I'm Not Your Guru on Netflix or or all of that. Love, yeah. It's that technique he uses to, like, get to the heart of what's going on with people. Um, And there's some big core strategies. So I remember watching a video, um, a couple of them. And I'm like, man, he can spend just a couple minutes with a person mm-hmm. and get them down to a core, the root of what's happening yeah. and unlock it yeah. and move them not into like, okay, I'm going to take a baby step forward, but like, right. Right. Yeah. And I am an efficiency person. <laughs> and so I'm like, well, I want to be able to serve clients in a way that gets to the heart of it, not mm-hmm. the surface of it. And mm-hmm. I want them to transform quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, because I'm like, we have, we all have such important work to go do yes. and we all have all this latent potential that just wants to come through yes. us. Yeah. Um, so if we can unlock that quickly, like I'm, I'm down. So, um, the program is all digital, which is amazing. And so I, I went through the program in the process and learned a bunch of different tools and techniques. And to your point, like one of the, one of my favorite frameworks that we learn is about the, um, six human needs. Mm. And it taught me something really important about myself. So I'll share them because yes. hopefully this will benefit people. So every human across the whole planet, um, no matter age, demographic, it doesn't matter, um, we have these needs. So the first are kind of our core surface level needs, which are for certainty. So we want things to be under control and certain. Me, especially. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. I feel you. Uh, the second is the exact opposite. So it's for uncertainty or variety. Because we get bored if we're doing the same thing all the time. The next is significance. So needing to be seen as valuable, important Mm -hmm. in the eyes of others. And then the fourth is love or connection. And the idea is that most of us actually want love, but we settle for connection because we're too Mm -hmm. scared to really step into it. So those are the core four of like the, you can call it like the personality or the ego. And then the other two are more soul level needs, which are for growth. Mm. So if we're not growing, we're dying, essentially. We're yeah. not moving forward, and we have that urge within us. Yeah. And then the last is for contribution, mm. giving beyond ourselves. Mm-hmm. And so when you hear all of those needs, most of us are operating with two primary needs that are most urgent or important to us. Okay. Um, so I'll just share my story. So for me, it was certainty mm-hmm. and significance. And usually the reasons you 
have those core needs is whatever happened in your childhood. <laughs> like a lot of what gets established is what happened to us between zero and seven. Wow. Um, a lot of our core patterns get established that way. So, or there were like big significant events that like shifted us. Mm. Um, so for me, you know, in my family household, I have amazing parents, but I could sense um, some instability in their relationship and mm. also financial pressure from a very young age. And so I always felt like things are, they look okay and my parents are telling me they're fine and they're sending me a lot of love, but I don't think things are okay. Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. so I had this high need for like, I remember being like, I need to just like get out of the house, make my own money, yes. not be a burden. Yeah. Um, so you think about that need and if that's an urgent need for you, your life unfolds in a very particular way, mm -hmm. right? You're not like backpacking around Europe, right? No. You're not like there's certain things that are not happening. Yeah. Um, you're not not earning, right? Things like that. So that was a high driver for me. And then the second was significance. So mm. needing to be seen and acknowledged. Mm -hmm. um, and again, that can't, sorry, mom and dad, I'm like sharing all this stuff, but um, I think it's important is uh, I didn't feel like my parents wanted me. Again, they like on the surface, that sounds insane. But inside of me, there was mm. this, I'm not sure um, I'm supposed to be here, right? Or I'm not sure if there's mm. space for me. And so there was this, um, this like, I need to prove my value and my worth so that I can stay here kind of a feeling. Again, oh. this is, I'm telling a very short version of this, right? But after a lot of work on myself, I kind of got to this like root thing. Yeah. And that is a lot of pressure. It's a lot of you. pressure. And you yeah. start building that at such a young age, yes. right? So I was like, I have to get straight A's. Yep. I have to be the captain, right? I have to be the best in the class. I have to help others, right? Is like all this pressure. So I have to like stay yeah. safe and do it myself. And then also not in a shrinking way, but in a like, Oh, right. and then people are going to know about it and I have to tell them, right? Yeah, and of course that's why you were so successful too. It's because of your drive yes. and your ambition and yeah. Yeah, but it was from coming from an unhealthy place, yeah, absolutely. right? Absolutely. So again, everything that is us as we've built, it's not about right or wrong, mm -hmm. right? Like we are whole people and so we want to be really expansive. So it's not to say I don't want to go out and be in the world and like mm -hmm. move up. Um, but it's why am I doing that right. and how am I doing that? So right. for me, I was doing it on a track of like, you know, healthcare products. But for me, that had nothing to do with who I really was and what I cared about. Mm -hmm. But it was getting me that significance and that certainty. Yes. And so it felt, it, that wasn't why I could have like quit years before. It was such a need mm -hmm. that I needed filled. Both of those needs, certainty and significance. And this job thing yeah. that I had created in my mind was like the, the way I was getting fed. Yeah. And so to un to leave yes. from that is saying I'm yes. used to getting my fuel that way and your validation and my too. sense of self yeah. and now it's gone. Um so so anyways, we I share that to say we all have these different needs. Some mm -hmm. people it is love and connection. Some people love variety. They you see them, they're changing jobs like every other day. Yes. yes. Um again, none of this stuff is bad. We all have these needs yes. even though some are primary, but because of those settings right within yes. myself yes my life got created a certain way and it took for me it was just this heartfelt impulse of like I know I have 
have to do something else. Mm-hmm. And I had to launch myself, right, into this next phase. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was such a healing process because I got to see and recognize what was happening, first of all. Like, mm-hmm. who am I and how am I operating? Mm-hmm. But then I got to choose again, yeah. right? And I got yeah. to repattern some of these things. So it's not to say there's not parts of me that really crave certainty and significance, but mm-hmm. I'm not going to do it mm-hmm. at the expense of growth. I'm not going to do it at yeah. the expense of love. Yeah. Um, and now I feel full enough, right, that I, I have energy to actually contribute versus before mm-hmm. I had such a need to, like, take care of myself mm-hmm. that I couldn't really give yeah. in a powerful way. And yeah. even if it looked like that, I couldn't give to my full capacity of what I knew that I was capable of, and I couldn't even feel it. Mm. So even if I did a service project or even if I was helping my mom with something, like, mm. I could I wasn't... I was driven more by, like, I need her to love me, mm-hmm. right? Or I need her to, like, make sure I feel safe versus just really being in that pure mm-hmm. relationship. And I think, you know, I'm going on a tangent, but one of the other things I realized through this journey is I was living my life in this, like, I'm fine yes. bandwidth. Yes, You know when yes. you talk to people and they're like, I'm like, how are you? And they're like, I'm fine. I'm like, no one is fine. No one. <laughs> <laughs> You're either yeah. great or you are not okay, yeah. right? maybe something in between but fine is like not a thing yeah that's Uh, the like I don't want to talk about it it's yeah that's like yeah dismissive completely (laughs) here's my wall I'm fine I'm fine don't ask me how I'm doing um but when you're doing this work your range for emotion Mm -hmm. expands in terms of volume like so Mm -hmm. I can feel more angry or more sad yeah but also in spectrum of like oh I can feel like yeah. the lighter emotions like happier joyful or whatever and I can also mm-hmm. feel mm. more sad or scared or insecure yes. uh, and when you take away some of your um the ways you're filling your needs and you mm-hmm. just are more in this like freeform white space mm-hmm. it's terrifying but life gets richer yeah. right like yeah. I suddenly was not fine I was really not okay and yeah. scared um or I was so joyful to be like creating something or trying something new or mm-hmm. getting that first client or making a difference that I had never made for someone before. So mm-hmm. my whole, you know, my external life opened up, but my internal and my emotional life suddenly got super full, um, which I think sometimes we we don't even realize how contracted we are, yeah. right? And that mm-hmm. we're just like, I'm going to just be here so that mm-hmm. I don't have to go look at the stuff that's scary, but then you're also missing out on right. like, everything else that's available when you are really on purpose, right? Or you're really in growth mode or contribution mode. So um, I know we started out talking about this this training program, but that was just one of the the modalities that they teach or one of the frameworks. um, And that had such an impact on how I saw myself, how the way I lived. And I do it with all my clients so that, again, it's not to say your auto setting is wrong or bad. Mm -hmm. It's just a diagnostic tool of, like, where am I? What are my tendencies? Right, right. How can I open myself up to some of these other pieces? Or, you know, some people come in and they're like, I'm just not happy with my job. And I'm like, well, okay, let's, like, open this up Mm -hmm. and let's see, like, where is the pain? And for a lot of people, they're like, I'm not growing in this job. I see. Right? Where they're like, I'm stuck and stagnant or I'm moving, but it's just this tiny incremental pace in my organization because there's a glass ceiling or whatever's happening. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so, of course, you're not going to feel okay. Yeah, of course. Right? Yeah. And so there's a way to fill that need for growth, whether it's in your current organization with some simple shifts or, like, we got to go or we've got to find that growth aspect in a different area of our lives. It's time to start training for a marathon or, like, whatever. I see. Um, but we, if we're not growing and we're not contributing Mm -hmm. you're not gonna you're not gonna be okay yeah you're gonna stay in that I'm fine space 
Do you find that when you are coaching your clients, um, you yourself open yourself up and are vulnerable to allow them to be open and vulnerable? And have you dealt with a situation where it was tough for that client to be more open and they were kind of stagnant where they were and not really truly getting that you have to open yourself up to major life changes? That's the whole thing. It's scary. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think, I think there's a couple parts of that question. I think the interesting part I've actually found is once a client gets to me, by the time they're saying like, hi, hi I need help, I'm going to call somebody, yeah. they're open enough. Gotcha. And okay. so what happens, this is not every case, but this is the, what I find with the majority of people is I'm like, man, these are mostly strangers, right, who come to me or their referrals. Yes, but yeah. I start talking to them and within 10 minutes they're telling me some of the like most private parts of their whole life yeah whether it's like dynamics that are happening or what's happening in their emotional world and in the beginning it kind of shocked me where I was like wow like we didn't even have to warm up but I think it's because we're so ready Mm -hmm. to be seen we're so ready to let Mm. these parts out of us sorry we're ready to be seen that is so powerful like seen as our true authentic selves right without that wall without that mask going up who we truly are Cause it's Sorry, so... that is such a powerful <laughs> statement. Honestly, I don't think enough people acknowledge that. Yeah. That you, most people live day to day just doing the routine, doing mm-hmm. the normal thing, but to really allow someone to see you, who you really are, yeah. you you have to be vulnerable to do that. It's a requirement, it's, yeah. And it's not easy. It's not easy. <laughs> it's not easy. And some people, you know, there's like a range of people, but some it takes a little while, but I'm like within a half hour, yeah. like, we're getting to most of what's happening. Yes. Um, I did have a, yeah, and just, there's like 50 things I want to say right now. So one is most of us just want to be seen, heard, and acknowledged. Yes. That is it. That's like just the human truth underneath it all. Yes. And when you think about that, I remember talking to my dad and my whole family should be doing the work I'm doing and they're not, but they're like <laughs> psychologists and spiritual, and like all this stuff. Yes. But they... And so I asked for a lot of help. I'm like, you are my board of directors. Like, help me serve more powerfully. And, you know, my I was talking to strateg- about strategy with my dad. And he's like, or my mom, I can't remember. They all say the same thing. But they're like, at the end of the day, if you are doing that for somebody, mm-hmm. you are creating a, such a powerful service. Mm-hmm. Right? And mm-hmm. underneath all of that is just love. I had a coach tell me, he's like, Sarah, you need to let your clients love you. And you're allowed to love your clients. And, like, you tell it to a therapist, right? Or some people are like, no, no, no. But if you think about it, it's like, yeah, like, that's all this is. Yeah. That's all this is. Like, we're putting these labels and titles on ourselves. And, yes, mm-hmm. there's skills and capacities and objectives that we have. But at the end of the day, mm-hmm. it's just our job to love each other. Yeah. And to let, and, you know, another tangent, but I was talking to my dad. Um, I had just done a 10-day silent meditation retreat, which wow. was crazy. But one of the insights I had in that time was how protected I keep my heart. So even though I've mm. let go of all these external things, I'm like, I got really clear. I'm like, man, there's still this little veil in front of my heart that's protecting it from mm. really feeling love in a powerful way with every kind of person in my life, clients, my husband, all of it. And it's, I'm like, oh, cool. That gets to be my new personal work, which is like, you can let it in. You can let it in. And when, and it's not a, it's the vibration and the frequency of love. So Mm -hmm. it's not about, I'm going to attach to them. I'm going to say something very specific to them. It's just 
I get to hold this energy of love and I get to let that flow mm-hmm. through me mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and invite that in for the other person. Yeah. And that, that that's the ultimate healing power, right? Yeah. Is when we do that. And then we'll solve your career and your patterns and like all that kind of stuff. But yeah. if I can say, I see you, yeah, I love you, right? Or I hold love with you. And ultimately, my job is to hold you to the highest potential for your own life. Mm-hmm. So I'm not letting you play small, right? I'm not letting you mm-hmm. say you can't because it's not true, right? Right. I, um, so I don't know where we are in that conversation, but I think that that piece of like being seen is so healing. Yes. And yeah. also to feel what it feels like to be seen. So yeah. So like there's a unconscious. Oh, that happens, but there's like yeah. this other layer too that's like, and I can like really sink into this and really enjoy it versus mm-hmm. just like, okay, I feel safe enough to like get all this off my chest. Yeah. Um, so it's, you know, I think about the work I do every day, it makes me want to cry, but I'm like, wh- how many spaces like that mm-hmm. do we have in the world where that gets to be what we do? Not enough. Not mm-hmm. enough. That's for sure. Yeah. It's a problem. I think. I mean, one of the reasons I do this podcast specifically is because I want women especially, and men as well, but to acknowledge that there's so much more out there and there's so much positivity out there we just have to look for. Because there's ne- negativities everywhere, but really it's the positive that should outshine it and outweigh it. So, mm-hmm. And I think I definitely want to go to one of your retreats. This yes, I am so <laughs> I am so full right now. I can't even explain of just excitement and joy and speaking with you has been... Truly, I am so appreciative of your time. This has been absolutely amazing. Um, and speaking of your retreats, you yes. I want um, everyone out there to know how to contact you. Yes. You are in the Southern California area. Yep. So I know you host, is it monthly retreats on like ongoing basis? I know you had one in Malibu. You have an upcoming one um, in Joshua Tree coming yes. up. Yes. So I work with clients in a couple ways. So yes. primarily I do virtual coaching. So I work with clients all over the country and even the yep. world, mm-hmm. um, and I support them through career transition primarily. Uh, and again, we take that whole life approach. So I do that privately. Mm-hmm. Um, I also do group coaching programs for women with the same objective of, I don't know what's next or something's off, like how do I bridge yes. that gap, yes. um, which is really powerful because we, when we can recognize a similar moment and be in community around that, mm-hmm. like the growth is just exponential. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I do in person because there's nothing like in person. So I do live events here and there, um, but I do do an annual retreat that you just mentioned called Rise. Last year mm-hmm. it was in Malibu. This year it's going to be in Joshua Tree National Park, uh, just outside that beautiful, beautiful space. Um, and it is April 11th to the 14th, and it's an all-inclusive women's leadership retreat. Awesome. So. Uh, we have farm-to-table food and massages, and we're going to go to a sound bath and have custom-led hikes, um, and then we're taking you everyone through this RISE transformational coaching process, so you get individual coaching, group mm-hmm. coaching, um, and it's really designed to get you away from like the hustle and bustle of life mm-hmm. to come home to yourself and to really have space to hear yourself think in an yeah. uninterrupted way yeah. um, and to move into the energy and creativity I really believe is required to think up and dream up what's next. So we're gonna be, I'm actually partnering with another coach named Christina uh, and we're gonna be using all these different 
experiences to shift our perspective Mm -hmm. and the way that we're looking at things to start to open us up into possibility because again most of us are saying like okay here's where I am now and here's my way of looking at life and here's how much energy I have to question these things and and we want to really completely open that up so that you're not just making a little pivot right but that you're transforming what you want to create in the world in a much bigger way in a way that's much truer to who you really are versus yeah. maybe the person you think you need to be. So um, I'm oh super excited gosh. about it. If you are someone who's like, it, my life is so crazy, it's hard for me to work on this stuff. Yes. Like think of this as a vacation plus where Absolutely. you get that like recharge, like disconnect, and then we're going to really attend to what needs space in your life, which is working on you. Yes, working on you, opening yourself up. I love this so much. And how um, can you tell everyone listening and watching, how do people contact you? Yes, uh, so sarahannasori.com is my website. And it's A-N-A, it's S-A-R-A-H. Yes. A-N-A-S-S-O-R-I. Perfect. Yes. Dot com. Okay. Um, and I am on Instagram at inspiredbybeing. Um, and I'm on Facebook and all over the place. So, uh, website is kind of the best way to reach me, or you can email me at hello at sarahannasori.com. Um, and I do free discovery calls. So if you think you need some coaching work or you're in a career transition, Mm -hmm. just call me. We'll talk about what's going on with you. And if I can't serve you, I'm very well connected in the coaching world. So Mm -hmm. I can find you some kind of a resource, but I think the last message is just like, you don't have to do this stuff alone. Yes. We already know you can. Yes. Uh, but it's a lot more fun and it goes a lot faster if you call in some resourcing. So, like, Especially give with yourself Sarah. permission. <laughs> yes. But give yourself that permission slip. Yes. It's so hard. I, I know we're all like, I can do it and I'm going to muscle through yes. this. And it's like, no, come relax. Like, we'll slow yes. it all down. Uh, and I've walked it and I walk it with clients every day. So I know the things that are going to show up that we can kind of – not ignore, but I, we can attend to them quickly because we can get so trapped in like getting stalled out or stuck, or I call it doing the U-turn, which is like, never mind, I'm just going to go back to what I know. So, Mm -hmm. um, it's not weakness to say I need some support and help. It's actually this beautiful gift you can give yourself and a gift to me. Like I can't do this work unless people are willing to say like, yeah, let's come together. Um, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for being on our show. I really appreciate it. And thank you so much um, for watching and for listening. Until next time, thank you. Oh, my gosh. This was so great. Thank you. Thank you. This This was was awesome.